0: Welcome back to tailgate season presented by the cold Cans network. I am Logan sitting here with Jordan and Kenny stats. Be sure to give us five stars and a great review on Spotify and Apple podcast and leave us a voicemail. There's a link in the description of this pod that says, click here to leave us a voicemail. Anything you have to say, any questions or anything you just want to tell us off, that's the place to do it. We'll respond to you the very next week. Uh, check out the website country for blog content and merch. All right, fellas, I know that uh, basketball started last night. I was like, I was telling y'all before we started recording. My three year old niece told me basketball's back. (laughs) She said she was watching Radford, but Duke played too late because she had to go to sleep. I know you boys watched as well. And y'all didn't have to go to sleep or at least Kenshin didn't because he's not married. He didn't have a bedtime that so he was able to watch the late games.
1: Uh, yeah, I was I was able to watch it all because of work. Other than that, I probably would have had to get to bed because my wife has this thing that when she's sleepy, suddenly I'm sleepy. And I don't quite understand that at all because <laughs> I, I'm not sleepy when you're sleepy. That doesn't ever work like that. So that's what you guys have to look forward to.
2: <laughs> no, I actually went to the, uh, the state game, so I didn't really get to watch uh, anything but that. I kept up with it on my phone, so I was a little bit of a – a box score Kenny uh this this morning and late last night uh looking at the looking at the stats and uh haven't got a chance to uh replay the or catch highlights of any of the games other than the state one um so but but uh, overall I, I think it was a good uh good good first start of the of the day for the or of the season for the conference i mean the ACC went 14 and 0 uh Louisville of course uh did Louisville things and barely win But nonetheless, they actually won. Last year, they couldn't say the same thing. But I still think Kenny Payne's on the the hot seat. But uh, since you actually watched the Carolina game, and I just was box score Kenny and and looked at the stats, uh, I know you were a little bit pressing the panic button there, Jordan, uh, there in the first half against Radford. But – end up being, what, what five at the half and then one by double digits at the end of the game. So, you know, we'll, well, you think it was just a little bit of rust and kind of just the newer guys trying to fit in or what's the uh, what's the deal there for Carolina?
1: Yeah, um, I think it's kind of honestly what always happens to Carolina at the beginning of the year. We kind of we kind of struggle to start the gate anyway. Um, and and that's just always been the case historically. Um, we haven't lost the the first game since 2004, 2005, we lost to Santa Clara, went on to win the national title. So could have been okay with that, but I was not, no, I was definitely pressing the panic button there about halftime, but I think it's honestly has to do with, you know, this whole deal with the transfer portal and, um, you know, the Carolina, they kept most of their studs or two of their studs and, um, but you still brought in other guys and transfers and freshmen. You got a guy Kado that's going to be great, but he's um he's he's literally a supposed to be a senior at high school um, from his reclassification, and so you know stuff like that. I'm sure it's a big big step for them. Um, some of these other schools aren't used to the, the spotlight, and it is a different system, it's just different overall stuff. But I thought it got better as the game went on. Um, I was I'm really glad. I haven't – I didn't do a whole lot of research on Carolina in the offseason, so it always takes me a while to get to know the names. And um, But I'm very impressed with the, what Carolina got from the portal. It seems like what Carolina got, they needed. Um, and so uh got the guy from Stanford uh, who apparently was like uh, uh, all freshman or freshman at Pac-12, uh, pretty good guy, Harrison Ingram. Um, you got uh, Ryan, guy from Notre Dame. He was always at thorn and Carolina's side. Cormac Super Ryan rock. was
2: a three-point sniper. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he, he's really good at the three. So, And that's definitely something that Carolina needed to improve this season was your three-point shooting. So Cormac Ryan definitely fits that spot well.
1: Absolutely. Um, he, now, he'll come to Carolina like most do. They're supposed to be shooters and can't throw it in the ocean eventually. But as of last night, he looked pretty good with that. Um, I mean, you got, uh, like I said, the Cadeau guy. I think he's going to be more of a Kendall Marshall type deal. I don't know about him scoring as much as, you know, especially early, you know, averaging 10 points a game. I don't think anything like that's happening. But, I mean, he he had like six, seven assists. And so if you could have somebody like that or a Ed Coda type deal, um, that'd be fine with me. Uh, and that's what Carolina needs. It benefits R.J. You feed the rock to Baycott. You got to let Baycott. We talked about this last year. It's Carolina. You have to let Baycott touch the ball every single possession. And so I think that helps out us losing Caleb Love actually benefits us because now RJ can do his own thing. But overall, um, I was definitely in panic mode, but I'm okay now. I'm okay. Um, I'm glad that uh, they got it under the belt, and we'll see what happens. They'll lose to College Charleston or some bullshit like that, but hey, um that's just a Carolina way.
0: that's how that happened so I actually watched a good bit of the, both the Kansas and the Duke games as well as the NC State game but mm-hmm. Kansas and Duke and you can't take too much stock into early November games but they looked like the real deal through one game Kansas was utterly dominant from the beginning over at NC Central um Hunter Dickinson was a huge pickup for the Jayhawks but Duke you know returned a lot from a from a very good squad last year. Like, Filipowski was a first-rounder. He came back. Uh, Tyrese Proctor, borderline late first-rounder. He came back. He looks really good this year. Filipowski did his thing. Um, Jeremy Roach uh, had very good timely bu- buckets and provided the senior leadership that you want on a, a team that has a deep run in March uh, for them. But the freshmen they have are, are legit. Caleb Foster was probably the most impressive last night. Uh, McCain is a sharpshooter. Jalen Blakes, that dude's a bulldog. Uh, just, he's very active on the defensive end, and he's their best perimeter defender, um, in my opinion. Where Duke is weak is uh, when Filipowski's off the floor defensively because Dartmouth was basically getting buckets at will when Filipowski was off. He's going to have to play 35 minutes a game this week, or this week, this year, for them to be a solid defensive team. Ryan Young's a good role player, but uh, Duke really w- yeah. is missing a, 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 a five. You know, so well.
1: Don't yeah. they have that guy? The guy
0: that's hurt. What's the yeah, name? Yeah,
1: well, Mark Mitchell. Mark Mitchell.
2: Mark Mitchell, but he's not really a five. There's no, no really true five on this team. I mean, Filipowski probably plays the five, but he's he's more of a four, yeah. really. I mean, he plays the
0: five out of necessity. Uh, he's tall enough to be a five, but he play He's a, he's a traditional stretch four, in my opinion. Yeah. Who, who can mix it up down low when he wants to. But that's why. You really only saw Filipowski at the four when uh, Young was on the court. But Duke looks, Duke looks legit. Like you know, They're, they're going to be very good this year. The freshmen already look good. Um, but that's what was kind of my take on them. Like State, though, Kenny, you were at that game, and uh, I watched a good bit of it. The biggest thing that jumped out of me, very unlike Kevin Keats' teams, um, 19 assists on 29 field goals
2: yeah the uh the ball movement uh it's amazing what happens when you have a uh, point guards who think a pass first and uh especially in mike O'Connell uh talking about Stanford transfers uh earlier with Harrison Ingram his teammate uh michael O'Connell was with him last year and he jumped uh back over east as well and ascending the triangle hanging out with us now and uh he had a career high of four three pointers last night fourteen points um he came off the bench actually uh But I think he's probably more of a better uh, fit off the bench. Um, Keats kind of wanted to go a little bit bigger lineup. Senadol had kind of a – they kind of had a – it was kind of a big lineup, but not really. So he kind of matched it with big. He's still working with his lineups. Uh, I believe there was at least 12 different lineups on the court uh, in the game last night. I I didn't look at it that closely, but – but it's definitely I mean he used all 11 scholarships that were available last night uh even the walk-ons got right there at the end. So it's uh, I, I would say that the guard play definitely needs to improve. Um you you got to you got to start making the jump shots and they eventually will fall. You know, it could just been a bad night for Casey Morsell and the transfers DJ Horn and uh, uh Jaden Taylor.
0: That's something I was telling Jordan uh pre-recording I was like I don't anticipate a ton of games out of O'Connell going four for five this year, no. but I also, on the flip side, don't see uh, Morseau and, and Horn being a combined two of 11 either. So it was kind yeah. of a wash last night.
2: No, no, it, it's, it, it just shows that, it, that, you know, you, you, there isn't going to be that one guy or two guys last year with Jarkel and and that are going to, they're going to, you know, be shooting the ball 18 times a piece and going to be, Quote unquote selfish players and just the band to demand the rock. You know, if one guy's not doing good, you know, we got three other options that could do well. And then the inside game with DJ Burns. I mean, he picked up where he left off last year. He started the first half six and six from the field. And we ain't talking about this like layups the whole time. I mean, my man was looking like a mini escalade out there. If you know <laughs> what I mean? If you talk about and one mixtape tour days, dude, he was, he was dishing the pass on the baseline to the cutters. He was, he was hitting these silky smooth 10 foot jumpers. I mean, I mean, my man was was killing it in, in the first half. The thing that's going to hurt him in, in the long run is if he plays over 20, 25 minutes, uh, you know, he's just not going to have his legs there at the end. you got to have guys like Ben Middlebrooks and Mo Diara to come fill in in those spots. And Mo Diara was probably the most impressive of the new guys last night. 100%. Dude had a uh, 10 points and 14 rebounds. I mean, he was a rebound magnet. Hit two three pointers.
0: I think two three pointers all of last season all combined to get two
2: last night. That's correct. And that was part of the reason why he wanted to transfer from Missouri because he wanted to, you know, develop more of a shot. He didn't really want to be known as a, you know, in the paint kind of guy. Because, you know, obviously yeah, he's done pretty yeah. well at that. But but, you know, he, he has more to that to his game as he as he's shown uh last night hitting I think he, I think he ended up two for sixth. Uh, this yeah. is what it was, two for five, two for six, either way. But when he first took that three, it was one of those, no, 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 yes. Okay, good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he, he, I, I would say I hate to do player comparisons, especially on the first game, and it's the first really true game I've watched him play. But it was very Dennis Rodman-esque with his rebounding, because, like, every time the ball would come off the the rim, I mean, he was right there to to grab it. Or if he wasn't there to grab it, he was right there fighting for it. So, you know, if he continues to do well, I think state will be, they'll definitely be middle of the road in the ACC this year. I think they'll be knocking at the the top three. I mean, Miami looked great last night. Uh, Duke looked great. Uh, Virginia, I guess they look great. I mean, I don't really know a whole Virginia, lot. About I don't Virginia. think it's going to be, they're, kinda,
0: they're not going to be what we've become accustomed to this year. Like they're not yeah. going to be a bad team, but they're not going to be what you've become accustomed to out of Tony Bennett uh, by any means. But I, The thing that concerns me about this year's NC State team is I I don't think there's gonna be consistent guard play. And I think that's ultimately gonna do the team in because the talent's there, they're deep enough to be able to compete in the ACC, Um, but somebody has got to step up and be the go-to guy. Like it's nice when the announcer is like, everybody likes him, the announcer is like, oh, you never know who's gonna go off. We got like five guys in double figures. Like you need one guy who's going to be a dog, and when you need a bucket late in the game, he's going to go get it for you. And uh, this team don't have that.
2: I think I think it eventually will come. Somebody will eventually step up. I really don't think it's going to be Casey Marcel though. I hope he no. proves me wrong, but he just doesn't create a shot off the dribble. I mean, he he's more of a stand in the corner or Marcel or is a
0: fantastic. Great, wait for it. Three and D. Hustle player that plays great defense, rebounds the ball well from the guard position, hits a corner three, bang, as we were saying in Mississippi, when you need him to. But he's not, and look, I hope he proves me wrong this year, but he's not the guy that's going to be isolating anybody late in the game for a
2: bucket when you need it. No, no. Not unless something changes. I I don't see it either. But overall, I think uh, we're going to have an NCAA tournament Maybe I, I, I don't really want it to be a bubble team, but this team right now is is, is looking mighty bubblelicious in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully uh, you got Abilene Christian on Friday. Who just beat um, Oklahoma State? Who just beat Oklahoma State? Which Oklahoma State, looking at the at the box score, is not a good team. So uh, and also uh, NC State transfer Isaiah Miranda was a DNP. You know, so yeah. hmm. huh. yep, he a didn't even play. Changed. Something. Yeah. You Uh, know, a lot of uh, people are eating crow on that one. Not me. Before we jump over to football, what's in the water
0: at James Madison these days? (laughs) I'm glad we didn't (laughs) leave this out. The the football team's under And the basketball team just took down number four Michigan State in what, four overtimes or some shit like that?
2: No, it was uh it or was, was it just one? No, overtime. it was just, just overtime. Just, just one. Overtime. Just one overtime. I didn't but, watch that, but I saw like a clip of
0: it, and I was like, wait, what? Because I, I was like, I didn't bother flipping to it because I didn't keep up with the score.
1: No, I, I did flip that half because the whole time I'm sitting there, and I'm watching the live line, and I'm like, do I? Do I? Do I? I was like, no way Michigan State loses. And it got to like minus 400. Can't you enjoy this? And I was like, dude, they're not. This is like a 300. There's no way they lose to Jade Madison. And I was like, Nah, the odds are terrible. I'm not going to touch it. Thank God I did not touch it because I would have been a mad motherfucker sitting here today. But, uh, man, I I don't know what it is. Michigan State is – and it wasn't like Michigan State – I didn't think Michigan State played that bad. They had some turnovers, and uh, they went on a little couple of dry spells. But to be honest – it just looked like James Madison, which is just that much better. If that makes any sense at all, uh, dude. To,
2: the crazy know. thing is, people are talking like Michigan State could win the national championship this year, like and going into the season.
0: Madison.
2: They can't be well, James Madison. So at home,
0: this is the thing to? everybody should remember about Michigan State. This isn't uncommon for them early in the year. Mm-hmm. By the end of the year, they're going to be a tough out, if not a Final Four. In March. Horse. In the NCAA tournament, however, they won't win a national title because it's been 23 years since them or anyone from the Big Ten has won a national championship in basketball, and the last time was uh, Tom Izzo in Michigan State back when I was six years old. So yeah, like they're gonna be a, a eventually a good team that can go on a deep run, but they're not gonna cut down the nets.
1: The uh, also I was watching a little bit tonight of the Indiana Florida Gulf Coast and. Um, I watched just a half. I don't know what the score ended up in, but I think it was uh, sixty nine,
0: sixty three Indiana.
1: Yeah, yeah but it, it was fairly close. Now, granted, they lost sixty seven percent of their scoring uh, from the uh, Jackson Davis and uh, another one of their guys they had. So, honestly, you could see that happening, but I didn't see it. I didn't see Florida Gulf Coast covering nine, but apparently, you know, they did. So maybe the Big Ten's not.
2: Uh, I'm just saying the they Big never Ten are. might they might we might uh Big we, we always might it every, every year
0: because they have reference with Rutgers like I'm sorry <laughs> I'm tired of hearing this bull crap about the Big Ten being the premier basketball league when they haven't won a championship in 23 seasons and counting and the Big Ten you know who was the most recent? They were ragging on Virginia, rightfully so. But who now who's the most recent one seed to lose to a 16th seed? It's Purdue. And where do they play the conference with Rutgers? Sorry. They, they overachieve uh, or no, the media, they underachieve. And the media overinflates them every single year. And I'm about sick of it. The Big Ten can kiss my ass sometimes because they're just <laughs> not as, they're not as good as everybody makes them out to be.
1: So, so you're upset we don't have ACC Big Ten Challenge.
0: Well, that's the thing though. They lost that in their final year too, and we were supposedly terrible. And they we were, were terrible. terrible.
2: That's right. We, we were we terrible. Allegedly, is, I, I still think this year the ACC is going to be a lot stronger than they were last year. I mean, it was a, kind of a rocky start for you know a couple teams yesterday, but but again, we went fourteen and zero. We didn't lose to James Madison. We didn't barely beat Florida Gulf Coast like Indiana did tonight. And I'm pretty sure that was somebody else that lost too, but I, I don't remember off the top of my head. But uh, to go back to your point about the national championship, the last Big Ten team to win a national championship was in the ACC at the time when they won it. Maryland won it a couple of years after Michigan State. Beat. In 2002. So, yeah, I
0: believe it took Maryland, and I, I, I hope I don't have the year wrong on this. I think it took Maryland a half-court shot over UNCW in the early rounds to even go on that run.
2: Ah, uh, it was around that time when UNCW would make those like, yeah, m- I think it, was, runs it was the guy, make have the real name,
0: wrong, but Brett Blizzard, I want to say, was the guy, yeah, name.
2: he's yeah. in Brett or Brent, I can't remember, yeah, which something, his name something is. like that, yeah, Love Blizzard. Blizzard. yeah, yeah, we'll, oh, we'll have to get uh, Duke fan uh, Reese's Thomas Reese's. to uh, to tell <laughs> us about him, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, but see,
0: but that, that national title doesn't even count for the Big Ten, no, no,
2: nah, no, nah.
0: it was one as the ACC, exactly, yeah. Just like uh, the Syracuse uh, national title and the Louisville national title don't count for the ACC, right? And
2: yet we have ACC legend Carmelo Anthony in, the, uh, in the in the Hall of Honor or whatever. They yeah, call who it. never played in the never ACC, played so. in the ACC. <laughs> That's
0: no sense. I, I, I really would love for us to go back and look at their schedule that year and see how many ACC teams he even played against, much less playing in the actual league. I, I know. I would uh,
2: set the over under at like one point five. <laughs> hey, yeah, isn't this
1: uh? Isn't and we we meant to have this as a short segment of basketball because we're, we're obviously going to continue this as uh, after football with the uh, the basketball thing because we just keep going. Um, but isn't this this is first year without Bayh for Syracuse, right? Yes. So first time since 1975. Anx- I'm anxious to see how that goes, but. I with we t- we hit on it a little bit with the Louisville thing, and Louisville should have lost last night. They should have lost to UNBC. Yeah, and so the more things change with them, the more they stay the same. Because honestly, they had some players. They had a couple players, but obviously not a complete enough team to do anything last year. But they're not. They're they weren't terrible uh, talent wise. So but
0: I'm actually here yeah.
2: sure. Louisville.
1: Louisville.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the LS guy and th- wasn't he still there yeah no actually ll is transferred to arkansas to yeah the, no uh, that's what i'm saying everybody jumped LLs was imp- infamous infamously thrown at the when they lost an the acc tournament walking towards the the locker room like with like 30 seconds to go in the game in the last game they played last year and then you know everybody made a big deal about it on twitter and he tweeted he said oh I, I'm, I'm good you know i I came back out and it was like, no, you didn't come back out. And then like two days later, he's he's in the transfer portal going to Arkansas.
0: <laughs> well, well speaking of transfer portals,
2: <clears throat> there's some rumors.
0: transition. Transition <laughs> sliding. There's been some rumors today on the football front that we don't really have a lot of the information. I want to put that out there first. There's been a lot of conjecture, um, a lot of different things we've heard, but... As of right now, we'll, let's talk about what we know first, and what our takes are afterwards. What we know: QB one, Francie State, MJ Morris, after leading uh, the team to a win over Miami, twenty to six on Saturday, he and, Clemson. and Clemson. Clemson, the week before, but Miami and uh, last week, they're six and three on the season. That was his fourth game. He is red this season. Um, his dad did tell WRL that he has no intentions of leaving the program or he's not leaving the program. I don't remember the exact quote, but it's basically leading you to believe he'll be here next year. <clears throat> However, NC State Twitter and a lot of people in the know within the program on the message boards, there's a couple of them that I do know are connected and they usually have like a 98% accuracy when I, they give information like they're right. So it's like, it's not just like message board fodder. They kind of have like hinted at otherwise. I don't know. We don't know. But, uh, Kenshin, you're a state guy. <laughs> what was your reaction when you heard the news? Well, Red Jordan with
2: three games going the season? Well, let's, let's back it up to Saturday. So the rumor floated around Saturday that he was going to sit out the rest of the season. Uh, And, you know, people kind of reacted a little bit, you know, as they obviously showed today. They reacted poorly to it. But he ended up playing. We won the game. We are, what, four games left of the season? Or three games left of the season? And it just just looks bad. To me, you know, I get you want to get your red shirt, but it's just – if you weren't going to do it at the beginning of the season, I think it's a little bit on the coaching staff. Why bring him in if this was going to be the end game to start with once he got up to four games?
0: Well, that's also working on the presupposition that this was the coach's decision. And I don't, I don't know, neither do you, but I don't think that I don't think that the plan for Dave Doran was to start him and then, uh, redshirt him with three games ago in the year with two of them being Wake Forest and Carolina. Sorry,
2: I don't buy that. I, I, I don't think that's... But Dave did say when he first announced MJ as a starter for the Marshall game, he said the original plan was to redshirt MJ this season. We decided to not do that. So maybe MJ or the people who are, are surrounding MJ mm-hmm. said, hey, look, you got your four games. Let's get out of here and say, keep your red shirt. Yes, yeah. that's, that's probably what happened. It just looks bad. If it was, if that was my teammate, I wouldn't be happy with it. And, He's pretty much turned this season around for state. And, and I mean, they're now bowl eligible. Yeah. It hasn't even it been just, necessarily just, like
0: the, it, him blowing it up on the field with killer stats or anything either. He just provided an offensive spark when we needed it. And we've simplified the offense and retooled things to try to get the ball in KC's hands, right? Utilize Bernard Armstrong very, very well in a running capacity. So things have been on the up and up for state, no doubt. Like the Clemson and Miami games, those are not bad teams. And we, we beat them. We held Miami to zero touchdowns on the day. But the reality is, I'm with you on that. Like, is something that uh, Joe Ovias and uh, Joe Gilio were talking about. Shout out to Joe Gillio. Met him at the game the other night. Super nice guy. Took a photo with me when he didn't have to. But um, the what they were saying this morning before this was even kind of being tossed around because they had heard the rumor Saturday. Right. And they were just like, I think it was obvious. they was saying, you know, if he does this, if this happens. I don't see how he can walk back in the locker room next year and tell those guys, hey, I'm here to be QB one. Right. I think that's where a lot of like us old school people like me and you are probably kind of sitting there just kind of like turning our heads. Being like, on the one hand, they say, I'm not leaving the program. On the other hand, you got three games left in the season on a 6-3 and three squad who's been playing really, really well lately. And not to mention two of those three teams are against rivalry teams. I just like, it's hard to do this. And then, to your point, Kenjin, be like, walk back in and be like, hey guys, I'm here, ready to be QB1. Like, that's going to be difficult.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I think... Say they lose that Miami game last Saturday. Right. I don't think you get the reaction that you got on Twitter today. No. Where I mean, it was there were some people. It was up, wild there the for <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it got wild there for like three hours this afternoon, where a lot of things that probably shouldn't have been said was said on Twitter. And weird, will that influence the decision to maybe not come back? Maybe yes. we'll see. But but um, and, and look, it, MJ, it,
0: and like I personally like MJ. Um, I, I've, I've been a fan of his since last season. Um, but it's no secret that, you know, his mom and his aunt have been very vocal about some stuff on Twitter that have rubbed some people in the fan base wrong, just like the fan base has rubbed them wrong. So it's, it's a two way street on this and they've tweeted a quite a few things here and there. Some of it's gotten deleted, but you know, that plays into probably some of the paranoia that we admittedly have as NC state fans, right? Like we, we know we're a paranoid bunch. We have a good reason to be, but we know we're a paranoid bunch. And you have these things kind of happen. Sorry, like if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck and it walks like a duck, most of the time it's a duck to us. We could be wrong here. We don't know what's being reported and what his dad said. You know, I, I get it. You know, he maybe he's not leaving. But you have to at least, there are two things can be true at once. The fan base on Twitter were feeling bolded on the Internet and said a lot of things they shouldn't have said. It wasn't the majority. It was very much the minority of the fan base on Twitter, but it's, they're very vocal. And you kind of have to expect it when you redshirt after helping kind of like be a catalyst for turning the season around, so to speak, and you have three games left and the games are against Wake Forest and Carolina, and you expect everybody just to be like, oh, you know,
2: okay. I like both those things can yeah. be true at once. It's a, it's a bad, bad look, bad decision in my opinion. Um, I mean, if you're red now, in my eyes, you're you're out the door. You got one foot out the door. You're oblig- You're fulfilling your NIL agreements until December, and then you know when the portal opens, you're out. In my opinion, that that's the way I view it.
0: That's the way it feels like. And you know, I'll be the first to say, like you know, facts and feelings are not always the same. But th- I do agree with you. That's the way it feels like to me too. It feels like he is red shirting to save a year of eligibility and he's has one eye on the transfer portal. We don't know where everything we're being told right now officially is the opposite, but we don't know. But I, I agree with you. That's what it feels like. Um, Jordan, I want to get your take on this as an outsider. Yeah. What, uh, like, what did you think?
1: Well, I'm with you on the old school kind of mindset of that. I think it honestly looks like he, i what it looks like. It looks like he quit on the team. It doesn't, I mean, and it might've been the coaching staff playing all along. But the fact that you have just beat Clemson and Miami, you have State at a realistic shot of being eight and four, nine and three. And with the U.S. quarterback, Brennan Armstrong, which I honestly coming into the year and still, I, I don't know, I, I still think that Brennan Armstrong gives States the best shot to win. He hasn't produced. I still think uh, he's a better quarterback, but he hasn't produced. So there's that with that. I just think it, it's not a good look for MJ Morris. And I'm with what you, what you guys said on the fact of you cannot come back in that locker room and say, okay, oh, hey guys, I'm back. <laughs> no, no, you can't do that. You know, because it, as a, as a teammate, if I, if that was my teammate, I'd be like, no, he quit on me. What's to say he doesn't do it again. What's to say something, uh, state starts out. 0 four next year. Oh God forbid. I would hate that. But <laughs> if, say they start out like that, and he's like, "Okay, I'm transferred I'm done. I'm shutting it down." I mean, what's to say some dumb shit like that happened? You know, um I, I still think that, and he took a shot. He took a couple of shots you in that game. Quite
0: a few shots, yeah. Poor us, line play.
1: Yeah, and I go back to my whole thing from Jump Street. Your problem is not your quarterback. Your problem is your O line.
0: And now that is a good point, though, that somebody made today. Could it be that maybe there's an injury? And it could be a rib. And if there is an injury and I know that modern day coaches don't like talking to the media and they don't like announcing injuries, but if that's the case, this is one of those times I feel like you should talk to the media to alert the fan base that, Hey, he got oh. banged up. He cracked a rib or whatever it is. And I hope he's not injured. Cause I don't want him to be injured. Cause like I said, I like MJ Morris. I've been pulling for him since day one. He seems like a good kid when he, in his interviews, he like seems like good head on his shoulder. So I don't want to be disparaging towards the young man. But the reality is, if there's an injury, I feel let's like say. this would be one of those times to hey, let's yeah. say something about the injury before we all start being like, the sky's falling, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Go ahead and announce it. Don't just keep playing like you know, yeah. you know. Let it all fold out on Twitter or whatever. Like, like. Yeah, I guess it's because it happened on Tuesday, and Dave Dorn does his press conferences on Mondays, and then I don't know when they do the, the another one. But he probably will we'll talk to the media at some point. But still, it's just. It, it's just a, it was a weird timing of this announcement yep. is is what I will finish off with. It's just it's just very weird timing of it and doesn't make sense and probably frustrates 95 percent of this fan base.
0: Oh, it it look at frustrated me and the guys today in our tailgate chat. I'm not going to like it. didn't. <clears throat> we we all had differing viewpoints on it. Nobody was as extreme or as bad as what we saw on Twitter. <laughs> and we were saying this in private, like nobody was being that mean or disparaging, but We all had differing viewpoints and everything, and we were all kind of shocked by it. Now, that brings me to Brandon Armstrong. Um, I really hope that when we come back Thanksgiving weekend, he could go out there the next two weeks and stink up the joint on the field. The fan base better not boo the man come November 25th, 6th, whatever, we're playing Carolina, and you hide behind the guys if we're booing the play calling, because bullshit, you're not. The more I've thought about this and the more I went back and watched it, they only boo the play calling when there's a certain guy running on the field. Now, this guy, I have to say, has earned my respect this year. Brennan Armstrong is a guy who transferred here for his last shot at college football, hopefully to get drafted. Things didn't quite go the way he wanted to through the first few games. He gets benched in his last year, right? All the what the players have said about how Brennan has handled this with the utmost like class. And how he gathered the team together in a players' meeting and told them to play their ass off for MJ Morris. Like this speaks to the integrity of that man and the character of that man. That that's the kind of captain you want on the field. Now, I don't. I'm. I don't. Friday night, Jimmy and uh, kind of agrees with you, Jordan, that he thinks that Brennan gives us a better chance to win than MJ. And statistically speaking, James and I had this debate. Uh, statistically speaking, there's not that big of a difference. James says that because of their his running ability, he thinks so. I think that MJ, his passing numbers look a little worse because he is hitting more receivers in the hands and they're still dropping it, where I think Brennan overthrew and underthrew a few more. I don't know the actual stats on that, but that's the way it feels like at least. But I will say that the offense is a little different now than it was when Brennan was first playing, and I think it's going to benefit Brennan because we, we're doing what Robert and I's like, reputation is now. We're finding a way to get KC the ball and get KC the ball in space. We weren't doing that earlier in the year. I think that's going to, you pair that with Brendan Armstrong's running ability and just some of the other guys just catch a few balls. Like I'm not scared of, if that happens, I'm not scared of the demon Deacons or the chokies. Like I'm, I do (laughs) think that, uh, sorry, if Freudian slipped the Hokies, Um, (laughs) I do think we're still going to lose Carolina, but the reality is like, you, we can win these games with Brendan Armstrong, and it would be a sweet, sweet moment for that that guy in his last three games of his career, right? Have a redemption arc. Let Brendan Armstrong come out there and do his all-out ball. He may have not played that well getting into the year, but if he comes out and balls, man, that'd be awesome.
1: And I, I, as a Carolina fan, I am actually – I've seen us get beat by MJ before. No, you I have. Uh, he didn't play against Carolina. He was injured by the
0: way. No, that was three, bit, little, ben Finley, that, that band, that, that little bit ben Finley.
1: Off. Oh, it was just the other Finley Who's, who the, uh... you're going to be
0: having to play because uh, he's now in the ACC next year for with the University of Cal. Right. Uh,
1: well, well, we'll he's back. <laughs> we'll take care of him. The uh,
0: but <laughs> the Finley's back in the ACC. Every Tar Heel fan shivers in their boots.
1: I uh, um, <laughs> I, I know we beat Bernard Armstrong before, so <laughs> that's another yeah. thing that you know, so uh. As a Carolina fan, I'm okay with the move. I just, as if I was a teammate of this, I would not be okay with this move because of the way it looks and the fact of, like you guys said, he cannot come back and say, hey, you know what, I'm the guy next year in the program. No, you need to go. If you If it was truly his decision, then yes, he needs to go. And, you know, most players don't make that decision. Now, let's talk about this. If it's not going to happen. But let's say that Caleb Williams was to say, okay, USC's out of this, unranked. They've been on the thing. I'm sitting out because of me having the number one pick locked the fuck up. Uh, then you could at least wrap your head around it a little bit. You wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like it at all. I I, think I disagree when we're
0: talking about regular season games. I've gotten on board with meaningless bowl games. But regular season games, I'm sorry, you made a commitment. I don't care if you're number one pick. You made a commitment to play quarterback for that team. You won a certain job. You stop just because you're a even a top five pick, and you sit out the, uh, just because you don't have national title aspirations, and you don't you sit out regular season games. I'm sorry, I disagree with that completely. So what
1: happens if he gets hurt these next couple three games?
0: Look, that's It's hey, just, just, just how the, the ball way bounds, it is, man.
1: It's just the way it's it is. The man Look, is locked up. As I know it's not thing. quite
0: the same thing, but it's like you know. How's <laughs> he? I don't think. <laughs> yes, I, can go into, I don't think I can go into work and tell my boss. I think I'm going to shirt the rest of the year, and, and I'll see you back in January. I mean, it ain't going to work that way for me. So if we want to play the whole, well, would you do this in your job? Well, I'm sorry, I don't have the same privileges in my job of being able to shut things down and still get paid. I
1: can so, do that. i got enough time. I could be like, <laughs> I was I was gonna say, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up. See you
0: later.
2: Tell us, uh, tell us how your PTO is, uh, Logan. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'll, yeah, technically, I'll, I'll see you
0: later. Technically, I have unlimited PTO. The problem is when you have so much work that you have to do and there's no one to be able to cover for you, there's no such thing as pt though yeah
1: i just i just i don't i just don't i don't agree with this thing by the state coaches staff i mean i know this could have been the whole plan just don't agree with it i think it's a chicken shit way out for mj but i i, I i'm with god this hurts me to say i agree with friday night jimmy and um the fact of i think Brendan armstrong gives you is the dual threat which mj was too but I think not
0: as much. He's not I that think, effective of a runner compared to I
1: think Brennan Armstrong is your guy who's been there before.
0: And the funny and, thing is, I him. will like to point out I mean, you did say, oh, well, we've beaten Brennan before. Brennan didn't have this defense backing him up. Last he, didn't. No, <laughs> he didn't. No, he
2: didn't. There was no, I will say, <laughs> I will say that I've I made a sweeping declaration Saturday night that uh, I will not bet the uh, over in a single NC state football game, the rest of the year. And uh, this kind of solidifies it. Brennan Armstrong is going to be a quarterback.
0: I could have dope engine this in week one. You should bet it against Carolina. <laughs> you kind of bet know. it
2: against Carolina. He he takes Carolina me, it takes, sometimes it takes me about 10 weeks to, uh, to realize these really things. get a feel but, for whether a team can yeah. score or not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you should, uh, you, like I said, you should definitely play it against Carolina because they can't stop air. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's 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 I, I, I don't know how to explain. I've, I've said my piece with it, I think it's chicken shit way, and that's all I'm gonna leave with that.
0: And look, if any of the Morris family is listening, Jordan's a Tar Hill fan and went to ECU, so don't hold that against Wolfpack Nation. For <laughs> I that. Hey, hey, ECU play very good with two legs. <laughs>
2: they, did, they did they, they did they did they covered that 17 and a half and, they, and, they and people talked me out of it i was okay. gonna play it i said the helmets are nice i said this is a, the like helmets a typical, are nice to play it yeah the typical uh, yeah it's one of these typical like stupid ecu games in greeble i said i said they might actually do this but but now, no I, I didn't do it i, I should listen to myself and not other your, people
0: your tweet did say initially ecu money line
2: uh, that is true. That is true. The because of the money line. But then I I did look at the spread before I put that out there. And then I was like, <laughs> all right, let line. me see what the spread is. Yeah. And I saw 17 and a half. And I was like, all right, I'm a little crazy for this, but 17 and a half, that's not too terribly crazy. Yeah, no, you're, no, like, you're yeah, li- yeah, I agree with that. Now you're when you are crazy see, on you, the money line.
0: When you tweeted that, I was like in the process of responding. Then I was like, nah, I just I hope he bets it. <laughs> nah, just let him lose the money. Let him do it. <laughs>
2: Most of it, I don't know if you guys realize it or the listeners at home have realized it. When I tweet stuff, 95% of it is nonsense. Like it's just it's just oh, absolute uh, two four uh, however many tweets I have of uh, thousands of thousands of tweets is 95% nonsense.
1: I, I appreciate you taking most of those tweets on your personal account because because my, my brother did text me and said if I have to listen to Kenshin. Live tweet. This yeah. is like week three. Live, yeah. Tweet I was gonna
2: to say football the, game. I will unfollow. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say that was a one and only time, uh, Logan. Uh, I still have access to the account, but Logan said no more uh, live stream tweets. Uh, you, you were banned from that. So I don't think if if you, you said
0: that, but <laughs> I said that.
2: So so if you, uh, if, if you ever want to watch, uh, or you can either watch the game with me or you can follow along on my Twitter, at Kinsha1 and only, the number one, don't forget it. <laughs> you know? Anytime maybe I'm watching a state uh, game.
1: Maybe he'll have his private chat where he counted his beers like we were in six. So the, the, the other day on Facebook, we, we don't talk about
2: the we, we don't don't talk about the private chats. One, two, three, <laughs> four,
1: five. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know Kitchen could go all the way
2: to fucking twelve or thirteen. I didn't realize that Kitchen. There was a the <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, I think uh, I showed that, up
0: right uh, around between what number ten and twelve and eleven, somewhere in there, because it wasn't <laughs> oh, quite no, a no, no, no. But I no, think ten or eleven. You,
1: know you know, were all at his house. Was one through twelve.
2: The, the, no, the twelfth one was at the bar. Okay, twelfth to thirteenth was at. Or, or well, most of them. Most of them were out and about. I, I, I had a fun weekend. Needless <laughs> to say, we're going to leave it at that. I had I had fun drinking beers and watching college football Saturday. Uh,
0: listen, and that's all
2: America, that I'm going to say about that.
0: American Saturday night, if you ask me. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> listeners, I want I want you guys to. Look, get in on the voicemail thing. It's on the link in the podcast, the uh, Spotify and Apple Music. Let us know what you think about the uh, MJ Morris uh, red shirt and stuff like that. Get involved with that. We'd like to start off the show with the mailbag because uh, I got a lot of good, funny compliments from the last one that came on here with Taylor. Uh, coming on with the uh, his mailbag view, they thought that was hilarious. And Taylor wanted me to know. He said, "I wish I could see Kitchen's face the entire time I was going in." And I was like, "He was actually pretty calm. He wasn't that
2: bad about it." It was it was a smile, and then it was like. Once he said "Fade, God," I was like, "All right, I'm done with <laughs> listening to this." I was because I was happy to hear touchdown Taylor's voice because I've been hyping him up, you know, for the past month or so to I'm leave no a voice. And now, and now he, yeah, yeah. Let's be honest here. Yeah, fuck you, Taylor. Uh, <laughs> don't ever call me fake God ever again. Especially when we go to the pick'em here and look how good the boys did this past week. I mean, that's true.
0: I mean, real transition quick, real quick. Also, <laughs> leave us a voicemail for who do you think gives NC State the better chance to win? MJ Morris or Brandon Armstrong? I'm I'm very curious to hear that from state fans and non-state fans alike. Um, but real quick, before we jump into the pick'em. Just a quick overview of ACC this past weekend. Uh, Duke, with their seventh-string quarterback, narrowly escaped uh, Wake Forest, but they beat them. Uh, Clemson, I just want to say again, told everybody last week, they're, they're not a bad dead. team. They beat they're Notre Dame. <clears throat> um, State over Miami, as we talked about already. Carolina, you know, struggled in the first quarter, but then opened the doors up and, and walked the dog on, on Campbell, as expected. It was tough.
2: So, oh, oh, let's let's uh, go back to whose line is it anyway? Last week, guess who said the line was going to be 38? Somebody <laughs> did in this and two thumbs. This guy. <laughs>
0: Virginia Tech, not much of a problem for Louisville. No, very anticlimactic second uh, place battle we had last week.
1: And hey, we don't get things. We don't get a lot of things right on this podcast. Just kidding. We get a lot of fucking things right. That people don't give us credit for, but we definitely got Louisville right as contending in the ACC. Yes. We we had that right from jump Street.
0: And you just guess. because I, I can say it this week, and I might not next week, it really sickens me that we gave them that game. Just because
1: it sickens me too, because I'd be feeling a lot better about our chances. Thanks.
0: You no, know, if we had if we had beaten Louisville, you do realize it would have come down to, and we didn't slip up again, neither did you. It would have come yeah. down to the last game of the year for who goes yeah, to the
1: championship. But we still would have had. Ottawa would still have their road.
0: They would like their own. Road. Yeah,
1: like they would have. They would have their, you know, being control of their destiny.
0: Your your road uh, to Charlotte would have had to go through Carter Finley though, and that it wouldn't have been easy.
1: That 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 uh, that, watch out for those new LEDs and the strength of the wolf. I watched the entrance is in the pack. Yeah, the that, pack that was, the wolf. whatever Long close enough. Jungle. Yeah, yeah, in, in the jungle.
0: We're not individuals. We're a pack of wolves. <laughs> So, you're a pack of so, badgers,
1: according to Russell Wilson. <laughs> who? 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 <laughs> oh, you're not I don't know mind.
2: this. I don't know who this Russell Wilson guy is. Who is that?
0: <laughs> Anyways, well, I guess we can jump and do the pick'em. Uh Tailgate season, nation, let's ride.
2: Kenton, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want you to say it. I want you to say my record. Come on, give it to me. Uh, it to me all right. So last week, like I said. Uh, The boys had a very strong week. Uh, I went 18, 11, and 1. Logan went 10, 4, and 1. And Mr. Cole Cans Pickham himself. Some people could say right now he's Hot Cans Pickham because he went 18, 4, and 1. Take that, Taylor. Mr. I fade everything Taylor said or everything Jordan says. Well, you went 4, 18, and 1 last week, then, if you faded every bet he put up there. Because my boy is hot right now. So, and it's actually uh, tightening up the standings a little bit. Jordan or Logan is 61%, his record is 78 48 and 2. Uh Jordan is 58.8% at 89 62 and 3 and I'm 113 79 and 3 at 58.7%. So, strong strong numbers across the board. We are doing a whole lot better than a lot of other pick podcasts. I'm not going to point out any other people here, but Don't there is a that. certain, uh, popular, uh, uh, barstool podcast that gives a lot of their college football picks. And those guys are under 50% and they do that shit for a living. We just do this shit for fun. And, I'd be and willing to put we're a lot stronger the than they are. I'm just saying,
1: I'd be willing to put money on the line against those barstool boys. <laughs> I I'd put that, I'd put that to the test immediately. I'd take our chances. Not because I'm biased or anything. And college game day kitchen, we forgot to do the thing, but we will this week. The, uh, it, we
2: yeah, will. I did notice that he had um he had Clemson on that uh on no, his board. Did. I oh, meant well, to text you and one. was like I, I was like abandoned ship, abandoned ship. Yeah, I had Clemson too.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we did. So he, le- Stamper
2: Steve, at least got one right this week. I do know he had Clemson.
1: Um, I haven't watched that because of work and all but i will be watching this week because i am off this weekend so i will be nothing but grilling chilling and drinking beer all saturday and sunday so this ought to be a good weekend for me hopefully um on that all right let's move into the pick em, boys let's get this thing started let's see if we can all have a hot week like we did last week and uh let's see if we can get the viewers some money um oh speaking of gambling parts the parlay play um for that Conception over-reception yards or over-receptions. Got to play it. Got to play that most every time with State. That guy is the one-man show on the offense. <laughs> he is that guy. So if, if you need a, a freebie, always go with his receptions or receiving yards. Either one. Uh,
2: In a non-college football one, Logan had a good one last night. Yes, he he did. Hunter Dickinson and Kyle Filipowski. Yeah. I had
0: both of them over on the
2: points, 35 bucks down,
0: 105 cashed out.
1: We just don't need Will Patterson, sorry, Dr. Will, to pick him.
2: That's
0: true. Whatever Will picks, fade.
2: Sorry, Will. We love (laughs) you.
0: That's not a shot at Will. Will will tell you the same thing.
2: Will, leave a voicemail and call these guys out for calling you a fade god. (laughs) Hey, we love you, Will. The
1: hard feelings, man. Campbell is tough.
0: Look, no, me and Will have already talked about it. He is betting on parlay plays for the success on the overs for all of the remaining of our opponents for the rest of the year. He's been doing it for, like, the last three weeks, and it's been a money.
1: Oh, so he's, like, doing it, and so state wins type deal.
0: <laughs> hey, look, if it ain't broke.
1: I mean, I'm with you. I've done some, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's only stupid if it doesn't work. <laughs> um. All right, so let's jump into this here. So. Another 12 slate game. Sorry, boys. Like I said, I know I'm, i know we hate I know we hate having these many games. I know Logan does, but I thoroughly enjoy it. And this is one of my favorite parts of the podcast.
0: Miss the days of six it.
1: games a week. I could go back to that if you want to just do ACC. <laughs> um, so we'll start off in the conference of Rutgers. Um, Big Ten. There's only one game in the Big Ten I give a shit about this week. Uh, number three, Michigan, four and a half point favorite at Penn State. This is a weird line. This I, this is the one I, I'm starting off with a doozy here because I looked at it and I was like, shit, this is this is difficult. Now, Michigan won't have their guy on the Penn State sideline able to steal the sign, so you don't have to worry about that. Take that into accountability here, um, Kenshin, What do you think? Michigan, four and a half point favorite at Penn State.
2: Well, that we know of, that Connor Stallions is not going to be on the sidelines. He you yeah. know, stepped away from the program, but you know he stepped away from the program and went to you know other places and was taking videos of opponents' sidelines. So you never know. He could still have left a couple of tapes on his way out the door about Penn State. Um, I honestly think Michigan has played a cupcake schedule leading up to to this game. This is definitely the toughest opponent they'll have um, to play. Give me Penn State to cover four and a half, and give me Penn State outright. Mm. Start with a dog. Gonna do the dog, baby. I, I, looking at the the games here, I hear I hear a couple barks off in the distance. I think the dogs are barking this weekend. Could be, could very well be.
1: And you know, everybody loves when dogs win, except when it's against my team. Um. All right, Logan, what you think?
0: So you said that there's only one game in the Big Ten you care about this weekend? Yeah. Well, that's one more than I care about from the Conference of Rutgers. Give me a Michigan money line. Michigan money line. I like it. I'd be a –
1: I can't say that, you know. So Harbaugh's whole tenure is getting a little bit of – getting dirtied up a little bit here. Um, But I'm going with – I know it's tough, and I'm sure it might be a whiteout. Who the fuck knows? And those are always tough at Penn State. I don't know. Um, I'm going Michigan to win. Michigan to cover. Give me those. I just feel like uh, Michigan's legit defensively wise, and Penn State is also. So I'm not going to I'm not going to say the under as my pick. But if I had to pick with the gun to my head, I'm not going to go with the over. Just as That's- a that's, That's not a bad pick. About. That's something to That's think about. That's not a bad
2: pick. If I didn't already have 30 uh picks, I I I would might consider that. <laughs> 30 picks on a Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, get you. There's a hotline
1: you can call It's called one Yeah, and get the uh it's it's anonymous, just so you know.
2: Uh, I I got a reputation to hold on this (laughs) podcast. I play every single game that we talk about, so I got to put a line out for every single one of them. So,
1: the uh, next we're going to the Big Twelve here. I I like I like this game. I'm anxious to see what you guys think on this line because um, I think one of this team is getting absolutely no respect, and they deserve a little more. Um, Texas Tech at kansas um kansas a three and a half point favorite kenshin what do you think
2: yeah being the home team uh i think kansas does pretty strong there i think they cover a lot of uh, at home and texas tech is one of those teams that i've missed out on a lot this year uh, when i pick them they do uh bad when i don't pick them they do great so I'm going to pick Kansas, but I'm fully expecting Texas Tech to win this game this weekend. So, give me Kansas to win, and Kansas to cover three and a half. Um, I'm already expecting uh, Logan to fade me. Go ahead, Logan.
0: Not so fast, my friend. Kansas money line. Kansas covers.
1: I, I think this is a team that's getting just not the respect they deserve. They um, they beat I was Iowa State last week. And they haven't won at Iowa State in a long time. I can't exactly tell you, but it was really a long time. And so they come in there. That uh, Iowa State was actually favored in that game because they haven't won in so long. And Kansas went in there and did what they were supposed to do and won that game. So I'm going with Kansas to win, Kansas to cover, just because of the fact of, you know, Kansas's offense is, is good enough, I think. I think they're not getting the respect they deserve.
2: Um, I think a little bit too was the uh, the hangover game too yeah. winning against Oklahoma the week before also. It was probably a little bit had to do with that. But when the line shows a hangover
1: game, I get skeptical. If the line doesn't sh- – I mean, I can say a hangover game if the line's in the other team's favor. But when you have the Vegas odd makers making this uh, – doing that point where they're like, oh, this is going to be a hangover game, then it really strikes my attention. Glad I didn't touch that game at all because I would have thought about Iowa State because they hadn't won in so long. Um, Next, we have Oklahoma State, who has really turned their season around. I mean, really turned their season around. Um, Two-and-a-half-point favorite versus UCF at UCF. Um, UCF is not very good this year, um, but this line is kind of weird. So, Kenshin, I'm anxious to get your opinion on this, and Logan's also, but Kenshin, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say we were just talking about uh, hangover games and the lines being weird. Uh OK State, even on the road, two and a half points. That's a that's a head scratcher. Um, you know, coming off the you know, the last bedlam uh, ever, yeah. as everybody puts it. But let's be real, they're gonna eventually like again. schedule it in a couple of years. They're not gonna let that be the last one ever. Um I I'm gonna go with Oklahoma State winning, but I'm gonna say UCF covers two and a half. I think it's uh it's it's going to be tight for some reason, and in, in, uh, Oklahoma State uh, pulls out the win by like a you know uh, last second field goal to win by one or something like that, maybe two points. Uh, that is that is a tough two and a half line to uh, to say that the team the other team wins, but this team covers. So we'll see, or I All could look. just uh, uh hedge my bets there. You could, Logan. What you got?
0: As I said, when we picked this game on Miserable and Reckless last week for uh, the, the last bedlam, Oklahoma State is a team that I ha- have a weird affinity for. You do. And I love Mike Gundy. I love the, uh, the, the Cowboys, not Dallas, but the ones in Oklahoma. It's something yeah. about that team. They just remind me of a better version of NC State. So I always ride with them. Waiting, No, 100%, they're the better version of NC State. They're NC State if they won 10 games regularly. Because you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. And, if it, and it always does. But I will always ride with the Pokes and Mike Gundy. Moneyline, OK State, they cover as well.
1: Uh, yeah, you've had that. You've had the fiction with them for a long time since we have started this podcast. So I can vouch for that. And last week I took them because I just I felt like they were just a better team. At home, with the, like you said, the Bedlam series it's a great series. I think I'm glad. I hope it's not over. I don't think it is. I, I think they that's a little over exaggeration uh, um,
0: Texas a and Texas have never played again until. Well, that's fair. Matchups begin. That's
1: fair. I didn't think about that. That's fair, also. But oh, uh, which is horseshit. By the way, that they don't play. That's terrible.
0: I mean, um, I Duke and Maryland don't play anymore.
1: That's not Texas, A&M I th- Texas.
2: I think that one is the the long lost like last rivalry that 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 is lost in the fold is duke and maryland basketball it's it's a real shame that coach k didn't have one last you to them well um, that's what
0: he it was his one last you to them he said that oh they're gonna leave the conference they were a founding member of we'll never play you again outside of a tournament where we're uh, contractually obligated to yeah <laughs> he refused the so. big 10 challenge that they they will he will never play them if they try to match them up
1: and I guess that's because of the fact that, like you said, just being a founding member and doing that, that's, that's bullshit. Yeah.
0: And those the late 90s, early 2000s, yes. Maryland games were some classics. Absolutely. Unreal.
1: Unreal. Um, I'm going with Oklahoma State to win, Oklahoma State to cover also. Um, I think that their defense is better. And at one point, Mike Gundy's head was on the chopping block. They were talking about getting rid of his ass. And he has now led them to a 15th ranking. And so they've totally turned that season around. So I'm going Oklahoma State to win, Oklahoma State to cover.
0: And right now we're we're staring dead in the face of a Texas OK State Big Twelve Championship.
1: That would be fun. Cause I like say I think
2: Oklahoma got eliminated basically, right? They have two losses. Uh, I think they got two losses. It's it's kind of a logjam up there, but but right now Texas and Oklahoma State have both one loss. So they're they're right now if the season ended today, they'd be playing for the Big 12 championship.
0: Because I mean technically Texas Tech isn't eliminated. They still have a very Boston College style path, but they're technically not eliminated.
3: It could happen. <laughs> the uh the next game we're
1: going to the SEC, where it just means more. I was waiting for you to say that. Um, we hadn't said that in the past couple of podcasts, and I know, Logan, you probably <laughs> itched to say that. Um, so, number eight, Alabama, 10.5-point favorite at Kentucky. That, that, this is interesting. This is interesting, I think. Um, Kenton, what do you think about it?
2: Uh, yeah, that is interesting that, that Alabama's a 105 favorite, even on the road. Um, if it was at Tuscaloosa, it makes me think there would be close to a 17, maybe 18-point spread. Um, but, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm still not uh, on board with Devin Leary. Uh, I, I believe Logan made it famous a couple weeks ago that Devin Leary unders on parlay play was the yep. move. Yep. Uh, and I played it. It's done well. It's done well. I think that continues again this week because Alabama's defense is really good. Um, even – in the bluegrass state, I, I just I, I don't see a scenario where, where Alabama doesn't win and cover this easily, and even though it's a 12 o'clock game. That passing yards line on parlay play is going to be a little bit inflated because he
0: had a really good game the other week. So, this is a very good week to be going on the Devin Leary unders passing yard,
1: except for you, Will Patterson. Don't touch it because I'm yeah, playing. Don't it. you
0: touch it, Will, because I'm trying <laughs> to use it. Yeah, don't touch it. <laughs> you bet <laughs> the over. <laughs> Um, we'll bet the over and you'll like it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love how we bring our friends that probably most listeners do not know and <laughs> yeah. into the, our podcast. It's great. Uh, so
3: Logan, what you think of this?
0: What's the spread again?
3: Ten and a half, Alabama.
0: Alabama money line. Play it safe. That's fair. Because Kentucky man, like they're, they're a team that they can grind out some games just because they'll chew up the clock.
1: Yeah, and they're,
0: <laughs> they're a hard-nosed football team.
1: And at home they're a little different too, which is why my pick is this: Alabama oh, w- Alabama wins, Kentucky covers. And that's only on the fact of the 10 and a half. If it was a touchdown, give me Alabama. but maybe you could tease it, Kenton. I know you don't like teasers but you could tease it get it to like 4 and then you'd be okay. So I'm I'm true, going with True. I'm going with uh Alabama to win but Kentucky to cover for that game. All right, this one is I think the best matchup in the SEC. This well, one of the best. There's another one that's pretty good but this one's the closest spread. Um Tennessee is a 1 point favorite at Missouri. Um Missouri and du- drinkwitz whatever I can't say his fucking name. I've had too many natural lights. The um uh from Missouri, the old state guy. That's there, you go. That's what I'll just say. The old state guy, um, is has definitely turned this program around. Um, three zero no so, against Carolina. Do what?
0: Three and zero against Carolina. As I yeah, say. we know,
1: and and he was the upstate guy. Yeah, we know, we know.
0: Bourne uh, Carolina. I forget.
1: <laughs> you forgot about that game. Yeah, I didn't forget. Um, so, Kenton, what do you think on this game?
2: Alia Drankowitz is his name. Say his name and know need who, to who say he his is. Name. He's
1: because
2: he is he is uh, built up Missouri uh, to be a great team this year. I believe they were what fourteen this week, fourteen or fifteen in the college football playoff. They have fourteen. This week. 14, so yeah, they uh, he, he's done a really good job there turning that program around. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and say, even though this is the 330 CBS game and I love playing the unders in that, these both – I'm throwing that out the window, this one. These offenses are high-powered. They love to throw the ball. They love to get it down the field. Give me the over in this one at 58-and-a-half. Um, but, damn it, I, I – I love Drankowitz, but I just think Tennessee is gonna win this game. Uh I hate it. Missouri doesn't historically the the hot young up and coming SEC team never wins this. And the old historical, you know, quote unquote blue blood always does. So Tennessee Tennessee to win, Tennessee to cover one, but it's a very sad seldom win i hope i'm wrong on that one i hope those are the only two losses i have this week but i could be swayed if y'all if y'all convince me otherwise i might change it but i'm not changing on the over the over 58 and a half that
3: that's that's my moral lock Hmm. all right
1: logan are you going to convince him
0: i i would like to make a uh i forget robert's rule of orders it's been a long time since i've had to do that bullshit (laughs) I just want to make a statement here. <laughs> I don't think Kenton should be allowed to bet the spread and a one-point spread.
3: It's got to same
2: thing. It's the way I, it is. I'm not it's opposed a money line to not playing that. Yeah, I'm not opposed <laughs> to just, just putting down Tennessee on this. Yeah, I, I'm not opposed to this.
1: Okay, that's fine. So he just, just, well, just one right. pick then that's fine. I was going to okay. say, if we All were right.
0: allowed to do that, I'm just going to cover my losses and say Missouri money line, Tennessee covers, and then just take <laughs> one and one guaranteed win.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, you should be a gambler, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but no, because of that. I'm going to go to Missouri money line. Is Missouri, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. Tradition bites. Let's go young guys. New, new kid on the block,
1: <laughs> but you're an old guy now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I had this from Jump Street since I've made this pick and I'm sticking with it. Missouri Moneyline. Tennessee does not play very well on the road. And uh that's that's obvious. I mean, it's different than the swamp. This is Missouri's not swamp. But I am still going with the fact Tennessee does not play very well on the road. So I'm going Missouri moneyline here as my pick. Kenton, I didn't convince you very much. I had to give you a lot with it, but
2: no, no, but I don't want to jinx them. With the with the sweep, so I think I'm going to stick with Tennessee, but you know, lot, lots of things can change between now and Saturday. We'll we'll see if that line jumps up a little bit. That's fair.
1: All right, next we're staying in the SEC. We're going with uh, number nine Ole Miss versus number two Georgia. Georgia is a ten and a half point favorite at home, so it's at Georgia. Um, Kenshin, what do you think?
2: You know, Ole Miss didn't really impress me this past weekend against Texas a AM. I really thought they were gonna uh go off and and you know win in convincing fashion and uh and upsetting that Jackson Dart did not uh cover his rushing yards. That was uh that was a killer on parlay play this past weekend. Um, but with that being said, I think Georgia, like I said, they're they're fired up because they're number two in the college football playoff and they showed it. Um Give me the Bulldogs to win and Bulldogs to cover that ten and a half. Easily. Easily, easily.
3: Hmm. All right, Logan, what you think? It's between the
0: hedges, Georgia money line, but lane train covers.
1: I, I I see what you're saying. I think that, you know, their offense, but they have the the coors light helmets and all that shit. Um the this week and they covered. No, they pushed. They didn't even cover.
2: They, yeah, they they pushed. That that was our push for everybody this past week because they they only won by three.
1: Yeah, so that that really kind of bugged me a little bit. Thank
3: you, Ole Miss. But um, I
1: I'm going with Georgia money and I think I'm just going to go with Georgia covers on this. I just I think their defense is just too too good. And um, this back at home, Georgia didn't cover last week, and I don't think they don't cover two weeks in a row. So that's the reason I'm going with Georgia to cover this 10-and-a-half. Um, next, we're going to the Pac-12, and I have an extra bet on this. So, um, Kenton, this bet is Utah versus Washington at Washington. Um, Washington's a nine-and-a-half point favorite. What do you think?
2: That's a it's a high line. line. Washington, Washington is kind of everybody's kind of doubting them. I mean, they got they're still five, so they're on the outside looking in on the college football playoff at the moment. Um, They took care of business against USC this past weekend. Kind of, we talked about Barry and Dabo last weekend. Well, Washington buried USC's chances at making the college football playoff, or even making the Pac-12 championship game. so with all that being said, though, I've been picking Utah on this podcast all season long, and they've done pretty well for me. I can't go against them this time. Give me Utah Money Line because a good week 11 is going to be one of these bugaboo weekends where everybody slips up. So give me Utah Money Line and Utah plus nine and a half. It's gonna it's gonna be a disaster, but I'm, I'm I can't go against my boy. I can't go against the Utes.
3: All right, Logan, what you got?
0: Um, I think Utah covers, but I do think Washington wins. So Washington money line, Utah
3: uh, covers spread. Okay. Um, it is a big spread here, and
1: I haven't even looked at the over, but I think I'm going to take it. I think I'm going to throw that in. And that's just the fact of Washington's, I mean, maybe it was because of USC, but that game went to like 90 points. That was nuts. And um, <laughs> and the fact that um, it's, it, it's one of those games that's, you know, I, I feel like Washington at home can put up points anyway. So I'm going with Washington to win and Washington to cover um, this nine and a half, just because of just because, just because of uh, the fact that the Pennix guy I think is, is is up there giving a very good chance of winning the Heisman. So I'm going with them to win and them to cover and give me the over, whatever that may be. Um,
2: big you big Penix Energy guy.
1: Yeah, I'm shooting errors all over the fucking place. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I'm a believer now with them. Now we go into our our good what we know the most about, and we go to the ACC. ACC. I don't know if it sounded like SEC. Sorry, words are slurring, beers flowing. Um, so Virginia Tech at BC. Virginia Tech's a one and a half point favorite. Um. Kinchin, what do you think? I know you're a big Halfley troops guy, so I'm anxious to hear your pick on this.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, big supporter of the path. Um, I, it's, it's actually, you know, it, I feel like uh, our boy Halfley, so I've only known him for a couple of years now. I, he does this every year where he builds up this path for – Boston College get to the ACC championship game, and he usually dies on the vine like the first week he does it. But it's gotten legs. I mean, he's got a Twitter movement going about it. I mean, his tweets go viral every time he updates his spreadsheet. I mean, he's uh, he's he's Boston College famous right now. I mean, he, he's leading the charge for him. But uh, at first, I had uh, Virginia Tech winning this game, but I noticed that Virginia Tech has lost outright every single um, road game they've played this year. So give me Boston College to win, Boston College to cover that one-and-a-half, but we'll probably won't do one-and-a-half since we didn't do one. Yep, might as well um, just take the money line. Yeah, just yeah, just do just Boston College money line, and then give me the over in this game at 49. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game.
0: With one and a half, though, that's possible. You can win by one. You I, just can't win by a half.
2: I, I, I'll let you all decide if you want me to keep it or not. You can, you can keep it on one and a half because it's
0: possible that Virginia Tech could win, but BC could cover. It's impossible in a one-point pick for someone to
2: win okay. and cover or vice versa. Unless oh, you push. One. Yeah. All right, I'm going to keep it in there. I'm a, for the, for these purposes, I'm going to keep it.
3: All right, Logan, what you think? I have no idea.
1: Excellent.
0: Be honest, I have no idea.
1: <laughs> Yeah, this is one of those. I'm with you.
0: Yeah, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to uh, channel the energy of my older brother from Miserable and Reckless when he doesn't have a clue or doesn't care. And he just uh, takes you a You mean water Dustin has a clue
1: at all? No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> he just lets the coin decide. I looked around. He likes to tell you about the coin before he flips it, but I don't have a coin. So what I'm going to do is, we were given some party favors at Halloween and we were given these pop sockets, right? There's the tape side. Then there's deep Eddie's vodka side. Deep Eddie's vodka is heads. The tape side is tails. Heads is BC. Since so they're home. Tails is the white side. Let's see who my pick is.
1: He actually flipped the coin just for the listeners.
0: He actually did. Yeah. BC uh, Cassianos. The path is alive. Deep Eddies vodka is uh sponsoring this this pick. <laughs>
1: uh, that's funny. I'm glad you actually did that. I wish it would have been something a little better than Deep Eddies, but
2: I've never heard of Deep whoa. Eddies, but I just Deep no, yeah. Eddies Deep Eddie's, Eddies is a good vodka. Uh I've I've dabbled in it a little uh a few times. It's it's uh distilled in Austin, Texas. Ah, so, so it's T Toes. Yeah, yeah, and they, they do a lot of flavor. They have a very good lemon vodka.
3: Yeah, shout if you want to throw that lemon. Free shout out. No, free shout-outs.
1: I'm going with BC to win and BC to cover. I just think BC has got the momentum going here, um, even though I do think – I can't pick Virginia Tech. I don't know why. Just a personal vendetta, I guess. I
0: bet you'll be able to pick them next week.
1: Probably. Uh, I might be. Uh, <laughs> that one of our listeners might be having a, might be buying a Virginia Tech jersey. I cannot confirm nor deny. Uh, one of our listeners will be there and he will be, uh, he will be wearing a Virginia Tech jersey, I do think. So I bet you can't guess who that is. He called in last week.
2: Touchdown Taylor.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, shot in, me the dark. Dark. <laughs> shot in the dark. Touchdown Taylor. I don't like that that's the name now. <laughs> He came up with it. Man's never scored a touchdown in his life. (laughs) Kicked a few extra points, though, after touchdowns, though. Yeah, yeah, we kicked a plenty.
3: (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, moving along to the next
1: game, we got Miami at um, uh, Florida State. Um, Florida State is a a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Kenton, what do you think on this?
2: Oh, sorry. I got distracted. Um, Florida State, yeah, 14-and-a-half. They didn't cover 21-and-a-half like I said last week against Pitt. One would think they would do it uh, against Miami, but this is a rivalry game, so you kind of throw everything out the window in a rivalry game. Also, I think Florida State's a little bit banged up in the receiver core. I know Johnny Wilson hasn't played a few games. I think Keon Coleman missed some time a little bit the last game. So give me Florida State to win just because Jordan Travis is still a quarterback. And then, uh,
3: uh, yeah, go ahead. Give me Miami plus 14 and a half. Ew. All right, Logan. What do you think?
1: Miami um, at Florida State. Florida State's 14 and a half.
0: What Kenny said, FSU money line Miami covers.
1: Not so fast, my friend. This is a rivalry game, but I don't think it fucking matters. I think Florida State is pissed off after not covering and having a little, little shootout there with Pitt. Um, closer, didn't cover the spread. So I'm going with uh florida state to win florida state to cover because i don't think miami's that good tyler van dyke's dead to me um he is he is not very good and i hope they keep playing him Uh, because they uh, have a better chance with the other
2: guy they're gonna have a mutiny on their hands if if they play tyler van dyke this weekend i feel like they're they they, the fan base wants that freshman in yeah didn't he have four
0: picks and one fumble against us yeah Yeah, i I
2: thought tyler van dyke was the quarterback that's he what was. I'm talking about. Prove, Tyler Van Oh, night. okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the freshman did. I was like, man, <laughs> yeah. I was drunk Saturday night. If I thought that was Tyler Van No,
1: <laughs> no, nah, nah, you were correct on that. Um. So moving along, we have this game. This game, I absolutely might do the same thing Logan just did. Um, Pitt. Is a three point favorite at Syracuse. I know Syracuse is reeling. They're absolutely reeling. I mean, I, they, they, they're doing what we thought they do, could do. And you could hear on the actual, um, thing, the audio on the TV fire Dino. That was absolutely, I mean, that was, you could hear it from the fans. So they're, they are fed up with babers and, um, So this is why I don't understand this line at all. Pitt, three-point favorite at Syracuse. What do you think, Kinchin?
2: You know what? I have a pick. I was going to do it, but let's just do the coin flip for this one because nobody has actual things. So so I have a coin. I found a a quarter here on the desk. What year Uh, is it and what kind is it? All right. We (laughs) have a... If
0: you're going to do the Dustin coin flip, you got to tell
2: us what you got. Hold on. My eyes are bad, dude. All right. Uh, it is a 2019. Okay. River of No Return, wilderness quarter. I'll show it in the, in the in the cameras okay. so okay. you guys can see it. So yeah. yeah. Twenty nineteen condition of no point. return. River sounds, like where re- you're,
0: sounds like a head coaching uh, career trajectory when they go to Syracuse. <laughs> no return.
2: <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of coaches that are going to be on the river of no return this year. All right, so the tails part is going to be the away team, which is Pitt, correct? Correct. Pitt's the away team. All right, so cues is home, so we're going to let it land and its heads. So cues, God, I hate that. All right. Hey, uh, Let's so the river of
0: no return for me as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not going to do the deep Eddie? I thought you were going to do deep Eddie again. No, i going to do deep Eddie. So deep yeah, Eddie, do deep Michael. Eddie. Yeah, do Betty again. Deep Betty Vodka is the, it says mix
0: with music. I don't think that actually you can drink that, but, you know, have at it. Uh, But Deep Betty Vodka is the home team. That is Syracuse, the tape side. You can't see it hardly on the screen, but that is Pitt, right? Home team, Syracuse. Deep Betty Vodka, (laughs) pick of the week.
3: No free shout outs.
0: No free shout outs.
1: Well, I guess why not make it a flip. <laughs> let's let's just go ahead with it. But I do not have a coin, which is bad because I play scratch House Like there's no tomorrow, uh, but I don't have a coin with me, so I'm gonna flip, flip the flip. Zen can. I'm flipping the Zen can. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the Zen up uh, the Zen symbol with the cool mint showing it right here is gonna be the away team. Okay, so that'll be Pit. and then the back of it with the barcode. And the uh, expiration date will be the home team, which is Syracuse. And I'm just honestly just going to flip this thing. I don't know how you flip it, but I'm going to do it. And it's actually Syracuse. Syracuse. So I'm going Syracuse to win, Syracuse to cover off the uh, Zen, uh, the Zen flip. So Zen, if you're listening, (coughs) we do a lot of you. So just so you know. Um, But that's how I feel about that game. I mean, then so yeah. Ketchy, you might have got screwed there. No, I had cues. Oh, you got
3: cues we too. All, everybody we got we cues. all
2: swept. Yeah, everybody got cues there. So, uh, I, I, we're all going to,
1: to. I was going to pick that either way.
2: But when y'all started flipping, I was like, okay, but well, I'll just go with it. No, we're we're going to, that, that's going to be a thing from now on. We're just going to do one game and we're just going to flip a coin. So it also makes a difference
1: <laughs> if Schrader's playing does make a little bit of a difference, and we won't know that. Oh, so. yeah.
2: Yeah, he didn't, he didn't play last week. I need to look and see. I might do sure. that while we're talking. It doesn't about matter. Question game.
0: deep Eddy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> or are you need to question the coin Do you, you or have or a vodka? <laughs> do you have a vodka? I don't think so. The Kenton vodka? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I have dabbled in some deep Eddie back in my day, man. I, I do enjoy me some deep Eddie lemon.
1: All right. So now we'll move to our two games of the week here. We got a uh, NC State two and a half point favorite at Wake Forest. Um, I know you guys have some have some good good input on this, Kenton. What do you think?
2: I'm interested to see if this line moves because of the MJ mm-hmm. Morris. I, I would like to think that they kind of already knew it. That's why it's kind of low. But it's interesting to see if see see where where it ends up on Saturday. Um, go ahead and give me the under at 44. Uh, that's going to come back to backfire me that I I don't play any of these overs anymore. And I play under and it's just going to, it's a love an under, but yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, the I, I i sweeping declaration made Saturday night that I'm never playing a, over in an NC state football game. As long as Dave Dorn is the head coach and our offense looks like that. Um, so with that being said though, Give me NC State to win. I think Wake Forest is kind of in shambles, really. Um, they sh- they 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 had Duke's number this past week. Uh, they they blew that game. They blew that opportunity. I think it's probably going to be a similar game against State. They'll have them, but State will somehow find a way to win this game. Uh, also, I think Wake's defense is n- not as good as State's defense. State's defense will will score somehow, get, get or create turnovers to lead the offense. Um, Wake's defense won't be able to do that, I think. Um, so give me the first half spread for State. That has been nice for me these past couple of weeks. I don't know what the number is, but I'm sure it's something low. Um, so give me the first half spread, and then two and a half under State to win outright.
1: Big week. Uh, speaking of that, did we have a non-offensive touchdown last week? Because we called that on the podcast. And I don't remember if we had that. Did we have that last no. week? Damn, we
0: missed again. The, Miami, Miami yeah. didn't have an, any touchdowns. So it had to be State, yeah. which didn't happen. Damn.
2: They picked off They picked off uh, Tyler Van Dyke in the end zone, but he didn't return it for a touchdown. Yeah,
0: they picked him off three or four times, but so there was no returns for a touchdown. No
2: returns to it.
0: Yeah. All right, Logan, what you got? State. Two and a half point road favorite. Don't like that. Playing Wake Forest in Winston-Salem. Don't like that. Doesn't matter how good or bad Wake Forest is. State since the turn of the century in 2000 has won in 2015, and I believe the year 2000. Every other time they have lost. Historically, the home team wins this uh, matchup regardless of how good someone is. So give me the Demon Deacons at home money line. The Demon Deacons cover because they win by three to seven.
1: Well, that, that really throws – your your stats kind of threw me off. And I've always heard from one of our listeners, uh, Friday night, Jimmy, if if State's a road favorite, you take the opposite. But I don't think it matters this week. Give me State to win, State to cover, just because of the fact Brendan Armstrong's a quarterback. And I think Wake Forest is an absolute shambles. And I, I just – I don't know. I don't think Wake Forest can score on State's defense.
0: so. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> right around halftime, I expect a text message in one of the group chats that says, "Damn it, every time NC State, every time." It might be me. Me and Jimmy are going to be like, "We told you."
1: Uh, yeah, and <laughs> I'm looking forward to that text of, "Hey, we told you," because that would mean that you guys didn't win, and I'm going to be very upset about it. But I'll I'm not so my- sure.
0: I've been saying this, and I actually do still mean it. I'm not sure if we win a, a game the rest of the year. Who oh, you gotta have to wait for us? We got to go two lane stadium. Then we have oh, Carolina right. at home.
2: Oh, and three's on the table.
0: Huh, you beat just, Carolina. Just,
2: just going to point out. He said this two straight weeks, and they've won two straight weeks. That's almost like that's why I love my pick. Lot, now. But
1: <laughs> I love my pick. And I said in the chat last year. I don't think Carolina wins another game. Um, so moving to that, Carolina number twenty four in the new rankings. Um, uh, is fourteen point favorite at Duke or I don't know why I have it at Duke. It's at Carolina. Sorry. That was my mishap in the, in the chat. Um, but 14-point favorite at home against Duke.
3: Kention. what do you think? Yeah, Carolina,
2: uh, I wouldn't say barely covered. their 38 against Campbell. It, it struggled for a little bit. Um, I do find it interesting that Drake May is not going to walk with the seniors. Even though he's yep. probably more than likely gone um, after this season, Unless. I don't see why he wouldn't be gone. Unless. So, so do you, no. right. I don't, I all don't right. find all right. that. All right, so let's, let's. Let's be honest here, Jordan. He walked. You think he's leaving? No, he. Yeah. No, he doesn't. He doesn't he's not walking. He's not. He he's not walk. walking. But this no, is, he's leaving. He's this leaving. Is,
0: this is red meat for your fan base because you guys get into a big ass circle jerk over this shit, and you always have. It's going to be like the amount of tweets I saw of like. Pfft, Oh, man, Drake May, he's not walking. He says, that's for seniors. That's what Carolina family is about. Or another one I saw. Was, that's what we do. They pointed at somebody pointing to the passer and had like a crying emoji. Look, he pointed to the passer. My gosh, they've been doing that for 30 fucking years.
1: Dean Smith did that. Get
0: over it at this point. But, <laughs> it's part of the game.
1: <laughs> but it's a family and it's for seniors only. I'm just saying. Yeah, you
0: family understand. except for Rashad McCann's. I get it. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, and I still have <laughs> I still have my uh,
1: Rashad McCants uh, undisputed champions 2005 but hanging up here.
0: I can confirm Jordan's favorite player on the 5 team was Rashad McCants. Used to wear yeah. Rashad McCants jersey, loved Rashad McCants.
1: But you 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 fooled me once. Now you did Shame on
0: shame on me. Fool me twice. You ain't gonna fool me again. <laughs> can't get
2: fooled again. <laughs> George who, W. Bush.
0: Who can't get fooled
2: again. George W. Bush. Um, with all that being there said, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, give me Carolina to win this one. Duke has got, yeah, I, I, I don't think, he's got some turf toe injury kind of thing. I think that's, I think he's done the rest of this year. Uh, the And the it's backup, because of Mike Elko. Just saying. I'm mean, talking
1: about this. I, uh, I'm play. not opposed. I, I, it's, I'm, my, I'm, it's, it's all Mike Elko's fault for this whole thing. That's uh, that's I, my opinion.
2: I, I said it two weeks ago that they rushed it back and, and they come back to home. But, but, uh, so yeah, give me Carolina to win on quote unquote Drake May senior day. That's not his senior day. Um, they covered the 14 and give me the over at 50 and a half. Uh, Duke's defense is good, but I think, uh, I think Carolina's, I think Carolina, uh, Drake's going to be humming it on, on Saturday, I think. And it's a night game. So,
1: Maybe a little,
0: maybe a little something to that. No, not really.
1: Go ahead, Logan. I was gonna go, but I'm not going now.
0: Duke's playing the third string quarterback because the second string quarterback, uh, Henry Belin or whatever his name, he's hurt, shoulder injury. So yeah, i was saying. He, yeah. Okay,
2: okay. Well, I didn't, I didn't describe it well, but yeah. I know he's not. He's probably not coming back either. Yeah. yeah. So. so
0: like, my point is like the third string guy sucks. Like he he may turn into a good quarterback, but right now ain't his time. And um. The only hope Duke has is the fact they have a good defense and they have a two-headed monster at running back. Carolina has not defended the run well back half of the season. That's the only hope they have. However, I think Carolina continues their march 10-2, and and they uh, win this one pretty comfortably, so they win and they cover.
3: I'm glad I can
1: get a game up on you, Logan. Um, So I'm going with Carolina to win Duke cover, and here's why. Because of uh, obviously, like you just said, Duke's run game is what they're gonna lean on. Carolina has not been able to stop it. And apparently they were just so gassed, the Georgia Tech game. That's bullshit. They won the play, they were on the field for like six to eight plays. No, in the third quarter. No, you should be helped. You should be fine at your college athletes. And Carolina's defense has turned into Carolina's defense for mold. And I'm not calling for
3: Gene Chisett's head. But I'm just
1: saying maybe maybe it's just a fluke. But I, I don't know. Maybe he's not the guy we should have as defensive coordinator. Anyway, I'm I'm sticking with my pick. Carolina wins. Um, victory bell stays Carolina. Um, but and if I was going, I'd pick Duke Moneyline. But I decided in the in the help of good Carolina winning. I'm staying home. So just for so everybody understands that, that's why I'm staying home. Has nothing to do right. with me. go ahead.
2: I got I gotta get reminded what is the color of the uh the Liberty Bell again?
1: It's the Victory Bell.
2: Or victory bell, excuse me. Not Liberty Bell. I
0: don't know uh, what I was
1: thinking. It's it's you know they did this whole bullshit where it was split. You know.
0: Didn't they stop that though after that
1: uh, one year? I don't know. It's it's always gets repainted,
2: so it doesn't really fucking matter. Nobody remembers when Jordan said that the victory or the, the victory bell was blue. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. They're gonna keep uh, the, lib- <laughs> the
0: victory bell blue this year, boys. My prediction.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. got to be there's only one shade of blue in my mind. Unless you go in my living room. And another shade, Then it's another shade of blue. <laughs> and on Sundays, it's another shade of blue, also. But we don't need to get into that. Um, shout out my Colts beating the Panthers. Fuck the Panthers. Disappointing. I, um, I, I'm sticking with that. I think Carolina wins. I do think 14 is way too much for Carolina. I said it when it was 12 and a half in my chat with the guys um, that we do, the gambling on, and 12 and a half is too much. So 14 is just absurd. So give me Carolina to win, but um, dude cover that. Yep. All
2: right, Ken, yeah. you have
1: other bets. Let's hear them. I like it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I got two more to uh all right. I did two last week, uh just to make it even thirty. I'm gonna do two this week to make an even thirty as well. uh Air Force minus eighteen and a half. uh they lost by twenty against Army last week. They are gonna be pissed off as hell about that. hey, um, did that did that go put, over? Oh, you know? no. Oh, no, that did not go over. Still didn't go uh, over with Army scoring. 23, like to, three half, yeah, 23 and, to 3 at the yeah, half. 23 yeah. to 3 at the half. And I mushed it. I mushed it because I looked at, at a longtime listener, Thomas, and I said, All we need is one touchdown. And in the second half, what could go wrong? It did go wrong. They didn't score at all. Nobody scored in the second half. The final score was 23 to 3. There's no way that's going to happen again this week. With Air Force, they are going to come out humming against Hawaii. I hate to go against my boys, Hawaii, but but uh, Air Force is going to beat the shit out of them. They're going to cover 18 and a half with ease.
0: Hey, uh, speaking
2: Logan, Logan, did he use mush, right? Because <laughs> I don't doesn't seem so. I don't think so either. Yeah, OK. okay. Discuss it in the, in the in the chat or leave a voicemail <laughs> if I didn't use it right. No, yeah. And then uh, to tie a bow together, I I wrote this down, and then we started talking about uh, the conference with Rutgers. So what's a better way to uh, talk about Rutgers than have them play Iowa this week? The over-under is at (laughs) 28-and-a-half. That is (laughs) pathetic. It's more of an insult to Rutgers, if anything. Iowa's offense is disgusting. Yeah, they the, the the drive to 325 has been long gone. That that guy uh, Brian Ference's or whatever his name is, Kirk Ference's son. He's I don't know why he's still working there. He's not getting that uh, 325. He's uh he's dead. But I will say, being 28 and a half, I'm going to play the over in that. That that line is 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 like historically low. Like I think there's only been like two times ever. That, the, that a college football line has ended below 30 points. And I'm pretty sure Iowa has been involved with all of it. But I do think the Rutgers has a good, decent offense. Um, maybe just enough to uh, to help Iowa with their six points that they're going to get this weekend. Maybe Rutgers is good enough for 22. We'll see. I'm going to play the, over at 28 and a half. It's a stinky one, but I'm going to play it anyway. Yeah, with that being that low, it's almost like, what the hell? Like, why
1: why is it that low? What's the reason? You know, like kind of something's fishy there. I told you the reason.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Iowa's offense is involved in this game. That's the reason.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Is it at Iowa or at
2: Rutgers? Uh you know, I did not look, but I think it's at Rutgers. Whose favor? I didn't look at that either. I just looked at the over/under. Uh, I'll have to
1: make my I'll make my pick on Saturday yeah. with that.
2: Yeah, I'm we'll, probably going to we'll take Iowa.
1: I'm th- probably going to take Iowa to cover, no matter what the line is. But I if I
2: would that. guess Rutgers is actually well, no, because Iowa at one point was in the college football playoff. They're ranked uh, top 25. I was ranked. So was so ranked. Iowa probably is favored in this one, but probably something small like three and a half, if I'd guess.
1: Yeah, well, I like I like that bet. I just I, – I don't know if I'll place the over 28. I feel like this is, this is 28 for a reason, but I don't want to touch that.
2: <laughs> just four touchdowns is all we need. <laughs> all
0: right, well, you know where to leave us a voicemail. There's a link in the description of the pod. Click here to leave us a voicemail. That's the place to hit us. Follow us all on in, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you, All the kids, you you know how to work that stuff these days. I don't have to tell you. Um, give us five stars, great review, and smash the subscribe button on your way out, as the YouTubers say. For this episode of Tailgate Season presented by the Cold Games Network. I'm Logan sitting here with Jordan, Kenny Stats. See you next week.